1: Today, we're going through the 12 money habits keeping you poor. So by the end of the episode, you'll be able to identify them and learn how to build wealth. Hey friends, this is Queenie. And Pablo. And welcome back to another episode. Pablo, what's your money win?
0: Well, my money win is last Friday, we actually had some friends over for Hotpot. That's not the money win. The money win is that my friend after that, when we walked them back or actually drove them back to their house, they gave us uh, this new like... Field note journal. Do you have it with you? It's in the office. Oh. But basically, it's like a small journal, like maybe a passport size journal. And instead of, you know, writing notes on your phone, you just have the notes always with you. So that's really convenient because I used to have like a quite a big journal to do like gratitude and things like that. But now I just have this all the time. I was going to say, but it's in the office. So (laughs) 99 (laughs) percent of the time... Oh. And yeah, that's really good. Very really nice gift and you really happy with that.
1: Oh, I love that. That's amazing. And I do see Pablo using this all the time. So yeah, cost per use is definitely getting lower and lower.
0: Especially if was free.
1: Yeah, exactly. What's your money win, Quinny? My money win is Pablo is the sweetest. This jacket that I just love, it looks amazing. But for some reason, the buttons just keep popping out. It's really annoying. I was a bit annoyed and then... I'm a bit too lazy to sew them back on. So I was just walking around with like no button on, <laughs> on my wrist. And like it, it was like this part that was just flapping because there was no button. Honestly, day by day, I was losing more and more buttons. It was crazy. And then one day, Pablo gets the sewing kit out and I see him on the couch and he's fixing my jacket and the buttons. Isn't that so sweet? So I have a free jacket repaired by Pablo. For free, isn't that so sweet?
0: It was free, but I I forgot to send you the new one,
1: (laughs) Pablo, thank you so much for that. Really, really appreciate you.
0: You're welcome. Hopefully these buttons last longer than the previous ones.
1: You know what? So far, so good.
0: So far, so good. We'll keep you posted on the podcast. (laughs) Yes. And if you want to know, make sure you follow the podcast.
1: That's right, that's right. So just remember that this podcast is general in nature and doesn't constitute personal financial advice. You can read my full financial services guide in my description. We would also like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of our land and we extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today. So Pablo, what's the first one?
0: Well, the first one is, I think, thinking on a purchase or not sleeping on a purchase. Many people, or even us, when we go to the shop, like we can have like, oh, this will be good, that will be good, you know? But if you have like, take a step back and then think about the purchase that you're going to make, and do you actually really need it? For example, two weekends ago, we went to this like art shop, you know, with lots of paintings and things like that. And we're like, oh, this painting looks really nice. And we were tempted to buy it like straight away, but actually, just slipping on it, you know, having a think about it and not make an impulse person purchase helped us not buying it at the end of the day because we don't really need it.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. So there's actually this really crazy stat. If you want to save $10,000 in one year, when you break that down, that's just $27.40 per day. And I don't know about you, but there are so many times that I've just wasted here, $10 here every single day. So it's not about making yourself feel guilty about all these little purchases, you know, because we all do it, you know, but it is good to be mindful to be like, you know, if I do just find ways to save just a little bit of money every single day, that can add up to $10,000 in one year. And, you know, there are so many amazing things you can do with $10,000. You could go on a nice holiday, you know, you could invest it for your future, like the possibilities are endless, like maybe even put it, towards a property deposit or even buying a car or something like that, you know. So it's a good thing to keep in mind. Don't feel guilty, but just be mindful, you know. Yeah,
0: exactly. And that's the small changes, you know, you want to be mindful of the small change and that will impact the big picture at the end of the day.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I wanted to mention this one. It wasn't part of the list before, but Pablo reminded me in his Money Win. So he mentioned gratitude. And I think that this is just such an important habit that can help you not only feel happier in your life, be more mindful, but also save you money over the long term as well. Because I don't know, I guess when you're content, when you're happy, when you have that positive, grateful mindset, you're not coming from a place of lack, you know? And I know that any times that I have overspent money or it was because I didn't feel good enough in myself, you know, maybe you walk into a shop and there are mirrors everywhere. And then you're like, oh my God, why does my skin look so bad? Or why this? Why that? Or why am I not wearing the coolest clothes? And that kind of makes you feel like you need to spend more money. But if you start every morning writing down some things you're grateful for, maybe you'll, have, you'll feel less pressure to overspend on things that you don't really need to. So yeah, that's one that I wanted to bring up. What do you think about gratitude, Pablo?
0: Yeah, I think that really helps, you know, be in a positive mindset and then see the, the glass half full rather than half empty. So I guess it's just little tricks that you play on your brain and then see all the positive things. And then the more positive things you see, the more positive you see in life. And it's just like snowball effect. So I think it's just really useful. You don't see it coming, but it just comes.
1: It does. Yeah. Just write down five things that you're grateful for every day. If you can't think of five, just start with one or two or three, you know, and then It actually gets so much easier once you start doing it. And it sounds a bit cheesy, but it really does work to help focus your mind on the positives.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think try it for like 21 days. I think 21 days is the sweet spot for, you know, building habits. And then see after that if you want to keep going or not. But I think that's going to make a big difference. And that did make a big difference for us.
1: It really did. It really did.
0: One habit that also we stopped doing for a couple of months was not reviewing our expenses. And that was a big shock for us, I think, because when we reviewed our expenses like two or three months ago, because we are like, oh, we're spending too much money, but we did not know where it was going, that was something that was keeping us poor.
1: It really was, honestly. And, you know, yeah, we're calling ourselves out here on this podcast, you know, like we get stuff wrong all the time as well, you know. So personal finance, it's not you know, it's like a work in progress all the time. So not reviewing our expenses for a couple of months, that made a big impact on us. But now we're doing it. And I'm honestly so proud of us because, okay, full disclosure, like a couple of months ago, when we hadn't reviewed our expenses, I was kind of feeling a little bit overwhelmed. I felt like, oh no, we don't have enough money, or, you know, I don't really know what's happening with our budget. And One day I just sat down and I ran all the numbers for how much we're spending on food, entertainment, our car, our housing, our mortgage, our everything, you know, and I put them all down into a spreadsheet. And to be honest, it was really confronting because I did this last year and I knew how much we were spending each month. And what I realized was that this year we were spending anywhere from $3,000 to $4,000 more every single month. And I did not feel like we were spending three to four thousand dollars more every month. Like we weren't living like a crazy lifestyle. Honestly, it was yeah, it was a bit of a shock. But I'm happy to report that we have now cut down our budget, and now we're saving. We're back down to the level that we were at before. So we're saving around three to four thousand dollars every month. And I'm telling you guys, our lifestyle has not changed. And if, in fact, I think our lifestyle has even gotten better because every week we've been going out for dinners just at, you know, little local restaurants and cafes and things like that. And we didn't used to do that before. So it's pretty amazing that once you start reviewing your expenses, seeing where there could be a bit of leakage, a bit of waste, that's when you can really start to save money. And it doesn't actually affect your lifestyle that much. Maybe it could even improve your lifestyle while also helping you save money. So, yeah, if you haven't done it, I understand because sometimes it can be hard, <laughs> but it's important to do it. At least you have a starting point and you can always improve from there, just like we did. This podcast episode is sponsored by WeMoney. WeMoney is a free app you can use to keep track of your spending and upcoming bills. And you can also check your credit score for free using WeMoney. You can download it for free in the show notes below.
0: Yeah, exactly. And one thing that we notice also is maybe housing cost. you know, especially with the rent going up these days you know, that can be a big chunk of our expenses. And that's why we're reviewing is that, oh, you know, we spend that much more, that's also because our rent is going up compared to the mortgage that we were paying last year. So now we're looking at other options so that way we can keep our house cost a bit lower and stay into better like uh, management.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. So if you can find ways to save money on your three biggest expenses, and your three biggest expenses usually are housing, transport, and food. If you can find a way to even slightly move the margin on any one of these three things, you'll be saving heaps more on your budget. And that means that you could probably even spend more money on the fun stuff like entertainment, going out to eat, going to the movies and things like that. And you really won't even feel it from, you know, your housing, your your transport, and your food budget. So, yeah, something really important to think about.
0: Yeah, and one thing that most people do actually is driving a car that they cannot afford, you know. So you'll be seeing a, someone driving a nice car and you'll be like, oh, yeah, that's that nice car. I wish I had that car. But actually, you don't even know, like, if they can afford it or how much they're paying for it or all these things. And what I was reading and what's generally advisable is that to spend between 10 to 15% of your annual income if you want to buy a car of your dream, you can maybe consider fifteen to thirty percent, but that's you know what you should be looking at. No more than that, because that's a big drain. Like if you every single month you spend on, you know, fifty percent of your salary or hundred percent of you. Some people spend like a hundred grand on a car, and that's a lot of money.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. So consider it, and you know, at the end of the day, just got It's just got to get you from point A to point B. Safely, it's important to have something that's safe, but yeah, it's a depreciating asset at the end of the day. So whatever money that you put into it, you're not really going to get back. It's just going to lose value over time. So whatever money you could set aside to invest, will appreciate and potentially even like, you know, that money that you could save, you could spend more money elsewhere, maybe on travel, eating out, all of the other fun stuff. So yeah, something to consider for sure.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I guess something that's not so hard nowadays, you know, with social media, everyone is showing off and you always compare yourself with other people and that's not easy, obviously, you know. Nothing is easy and especially not that. But I guess you need to take a step back and what really makes you happy, you know. And we're talking about it in our last podcast that experiences will make you more happy over your lifetime than buying expensive stuff, you know. So also think about how you spend that money.
1: Yeah. And that brings us to the next point, which is comparing yourself with other people. So I think that whenever you see people that are an overnight success, what you have to realise is that their success often isn't overnight. It was probably started being built many, many years before that. And they're only now just seeing the fruits of their labour. So if you look at somebody else and then you're like, oh my gosh, they have this, they have that why is it so hard for me? Just remember that wealth takes a really, really long time to build. There's this crazy chart that you can see from Warren Buffett. So Warren Buffett is one of the richest people on the planet. He has billions of dollars of net worth, but he didn't start his life having billions of dollars of net worth. He actually started investing when he was 10 years old and he didn't have a lot of money because he's obviously a child. But you can actually see his net worth. And what you can see is that Around the age of 50, that's when he started making most of his money, because that's when the compound interest really started to take place. And a lot of people nowadays might might compare themselves and be like, oh, look, he has billions of dollars. I don't have that. But what they don't realize is that he actually started investing when he was 10 years old, you know, and now he's like 90, 90 something, you know. So he's had many, many, many years of compound interest taking place. So Don't compare yourself and if you are worried, is it too late for me to start investing? Have I missed the boat? It absolutely is not too late and the reason why I say that is because my grandma, she's in her 90s now and one day I sat down with her and I asked her, hey grandma, when you were my age, how long did you think that you would live for? And she told me she thought she would maybe be lucky to live till she was seventy. Or in her seventies, but she had no idea that she would live to her nineties. Now, you know, and I think that that's just amazing. So, even if you're fifty, that you still potentially have like decades of life left to go. Like nowadays, people are living such 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 long lives. And my grandma, she's still able bodied. Her mind's very clear. Like you can have a full on conversation with her. Like she's she's a really happy ninety year old. So. Yeah, it's honestly never too late to start. Even if you're in your 50s, 60s, like you still have decades, decades to go, you know, hopefully, touch wood (laughs) for all of us. What do you think, Pablo?
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, it's like the saying says, you know, the best time to plant a tree was 10 years ago and the second best time is today. That's right. So after you give this podcast a photo and five star ratings, you can get on your planting your tree get your seat out, put the water on, and there you go.
1: I love that. I love that analogy. So the next point is buying cheap quality clothes that don't last that long and that you don't like. And this took me a while to understand. I used to feel quite guilty for spending money on clothes that I loved. But something that I realized was that by buying items that are good quality, maybe they might be more expensive than the cheaper items that I was buying before. They actually ended up costing me less every single time that I wore them. And that's why I think it's really important to really consider the cost per wear. It doesn't matter if the item of clothing is cheap or if it's expensive, just consider how many times will you actually use this? And then you can just do the quick math. So you just basically do the price of the item divided by how many times you'll use it and that will give you the cost per wear. So next time you buy something, just really consider it because it can help you put into perspective how much money you're going to be spending over the lifetime of this product and whether or not it's actually worth it. Because I used to get caught up in that trap of thinking, oh, just because something's cheap, then it must be good value. But that's not always the case because sometimes I would buy cheap things and they would break and sometimes I would buy cheap things and I would never wear them. So yeah, that's why it's important to consider the cost per wear. And try to buy quality over quantity because it also is better for our planet as well.
0: Yeah, I agree 100%. And something else to consider when buying something and buying with like credit card or afterpay or all these things, you want to make sure that you have actually the money in your bank account. Because, you know, when you buy with credit card, and we did it at the beginning, is that when we had our first credit card, we just spending without, you know, realizing that we will pay that money at some stage. And you got to think, can I actually afford it? And that's something really important that you want to make sure that everything you pay, especially on credit, you actually have the money.
1: Yeah, that's a really, really good point. There's this good principle that I just love. And I think you told me about this one, Pablo. If you can't buy it twice, you can't afford it. And I think it's a good mindset. If you want to buy something twice, then then you just can't afford it, you know? So it's important to just consider that. Make sure that you know how much money you have, how much money you can afford to spend. And that's why reviewing your expenses like we spoke about earlier is really important. So then you know.
0: Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, let's say, for example, you buy this theater ticket, or you know, like $200 and then you lose that ticket. Will you buy it again or will you not? Or a laptop, you know, will you buy it again or not? And that's all you need to think about. Can you afford it twice and then you can really afford it?
1: Mm, very good point. Very good point. So the next point is not having an emergency fund. Can you tell us more about this point, Pablo?
0: Yeah, well, when you invest, you know, in the stock market, it goes to up and down. You know, it's not like a set 8% or 10% or whatever. It's like, you know, it goes up and down over the time and that's how the market works. Obviously, the past performance has shown that over the 100 years, it gives you 8%, but it's not set 8%. And what you may need at some stage is some money because something happened, so you need to lay on some money and you want to make sure that you don't have to withdraw that money that you have invested in the stock market at the wrong time. So how do you do that? Well, you have an emergency fund of three to six months. Obviously, you know, it can be a lot of money and you want to build that over time.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good point. So... Just in case something happens, let's say you lose your job or let's say you need to visit a sick family member, at least you have some money in your bank account that you can use for those emergencies. Instead of having to withdraw money from, let's say, like your investments, which could be at a bad time, or for example, having to take out a loan or some credit card debt. In order to pay for those things, so having an emergency fund can give you a bit of a buffer, just in case something happens in life, you have something to rely on, so you don't have to put yourself in a bad financial situation.
0: Yeah, and for those who want to start building an emergency fund or have one already, we have this really great bank account that we currently use, and UBank that offers like a five percent interest rate.
1: Yeah, we've been using UBank for the past couple of years, and. It's personally where we hold our emergency fund and it gets a 5% interest rate per year. And the only requirement to get the bonus interest rate is to deposit $200 per month, which is a lot more achievable than some of the other requirements to get the bonus interest rates from some of the other high interest savings accounts. So if you would like to try them out for yourself, you can use our code Queenie30 and get $30.
0: Nice, very cool. And something else that's important, you know, not on top of your emergency fund, is that not investing. Your money is worth less every single year because of inflation. And I think, you know, it's hard to see it, but now you can see it more easily than before. Because even the same when we are reviewing our expenses, obviously we were spending more on groceries, first because we were spending more, but also because the cost of living has increased. And... That's how to beat inflation is basically with investing.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I know a lot of people get scared of investing because they're scared of losing money. But by leaving your cash, all of it and all of your money in a savings account, not having any investments, your money is already losing its buying power because of inflation. And that's why it's important to learn how to start investing. It can be a little bit tricky at first. There are lots of complicated terms. But once you wrap your head around it, you'll actually start to realize that it's not actually as hard as you thought it was. Nowadays, it's so easy to start investing. If you have the skills to buy something from an online store on your phone, you literally have the skills to start investing. That's how easy it is nowadays. It's literally no different to buying a new pair of shoes on a website. So yeah, if you would like to get started investing, We have created a completely free investing cheat sheet, which you can check out in the show notes. So what's the next point, Pablo?
0: Well, the next point is prioritizing fun before important expenses. And by important expenses, I'm talking about, you know, what we just talked about. So the emergency fund, investing, you know, all the bills and all these things. You want to obviously have fun with your money. And that's what we talked about our last podcast, that you want to enjoy life. You don't want to be like, 90 years old, and then have all this money sitting in your investing account and not have fun. But in another way, you also want to save and pay yourself of the future, you know, by investing. And you want to not think about, okay, let's have fun this week or this month with all my money. And then, okay, I have $50 back left to investing. You want to reverse engineer that. You want to be like, okay, I'll get paid that much every month. I want to put that towards my rent, I want to put that towards my investing, towards my emergency fund. And then okay, that's what I have left over. And thinking that way, you will pay yourself for the future first and then have fun, still have fun with the budget that's allocated to fun.
1: Yeah. And the great thing about this is I find that you can actually have a lot more fun if you do plan your expenses and if you are managing your finances, you know, because honestly like Over the last couple of years our net worth has grown quite a lot but we've also had quite a lot of fun along the way because every single dollar that we allocate in our budget has a purpose and we want to maximize the amount of fun that we can have with the money that we have. So yeah last year we did this round the world trip. We stayed with friends along the way so that helped us save money but oh my gosh it was honestly the most fun we've ever had. We were away for three months. And that's because we were able to build up quite a big emergency fund. We had cash saved. Yeah, we, we knew that we had some money to rely on just in case something happened in our holidays. So that has enabled us to have a really fun, amazing time. So I think fun is important. And like Pablo said, $10,000 in your 20s, it goes so much further than $10,000 in your 90s or even $100,000 in your 90s. So it is really important to enjoy the money that you have while you are young. But of course, there is a balance, not saying spend all of your money in your 20s, don't leave anything for older you, definitely not saying that. But I'm just saying that there's a balance to be had and don't feel guilty about spending money on things that you really love and experiences that you really want to have because of money. You know, if you save up the money, you should feel good about spending it, you know, and you should feel that that is money well spent, you know, like we want you to have a beautiful, fulfilling and amazing life with incredible experiences with the people that you love. But we also want you to pay yourself for the future and make sure that you have a plan for your future self as well. So yeah, don't feel bad about it. But also, you know, try to save money as well.
0: Oh, Courtney, you're becoming emotional.
1: I know, but it's cute. Well, we want so much from you. Like, not we want not so much from you. We want so much for you, you know? We really do. And, and we know you can do it. And you will. And you will. And, and you listening
0: will. to this podcast is the first step, you know, to build your journey to financial freedom.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly.
0: And another thing that's really important, you know, obviously we talked about expenses is pay, not paying or paying your expenses on time or not late, because you know that when you pay your credit card late, the interest is 20%. Or if you pay, let's say, your council or your water bill or your electricity bill, all of these things, if you pay them late, you always pay extra. And so I think it's really important to make sure that you are organized and potentially set a bank account just for those expenses that comes out every time and you have enough money there. So that way, first, you don't have to spend too much time thinking oh, I need to pay this and that, it's always pay on time. And on top of that, you don't pay extra because it's coming a day late because you received a reminder and oh, now I have to pay. So I think being organised can save you some money.
1: Yeah, and that's why having an emergency fund is so important because there are some random unexpected expenses that can pop up. Like let's say, for example, you get a parking ticket. You know, if you don't have an emergency fund you might have to put that on credit or get a loan or put yourself in a bad financial situation. But that's why it's important to have your emergency fund, you know, so then you can still pay for these things and you don't have to put yourself in a bad situation.
0: Yeah, exactly. You never know what can happen.
1: Yeah, exactly. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We really appreciate each and every one of you. And we have a small favour to ask if you're enjoying... Our podcast, we would really appreciate it if you could hit the follow button and give us a five-star rating. It helps this podcast more than you can imagine. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Marketers and advertisers, brands big and small. You've been after a special someone for a while now. You think they're into you. I mean, you share the same interests, both passionate about the same stuff, why wouldn't they be? Wait. There's a moment of silence. It's finally just you two alone. They're waiting. Go on, shoot your shot. You've got a voice. Use it now. Hearts are racing. Breathing becomes heavier. This is your chance to win them over. So what are you going to say? Get closer to your audience. Make podcast ads with Acast. Head to go.acast.com closer to get started.